Hello everyone and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by my guests for this episode, Izzy Phillips and Katie Midwinter. We'll be looking at the final three days of the glorious Goodwood Festival and hopefully we can find some winners for you. But before we get into that, let's see how everyone is. Izzy, how are things going? You've not been on the podcast for a little while, but are you enjoying all the action at Goodwood this week? Yeah, loving it. It's nice to be off work so I can just enjoy it properly. Um just been so busy recently so it's been nice to almost just relax a little bit and I think that we've had a really good race in the last couple of days so it's been super enjoyable yeah the racing has been really good so far some good stories some good results and yeah be interesting to see how it develops over the next few days and how about you Katie are you enjoying the racing as well had a couple of winners uh from the last episode we did where we covered the the first couple of days yeah it's been good I've been really enjoying the action Uh, lots of superstars on show we had an excellent Goodwood Cup yesterday didn't we um with the three top stayers turning up there and then Baye today was excellent too so really looking forward to the last few days Yeah, certainly are, and we've got some good action coming up. So the first race we're going to look at then is Thursday. That's day three of Glorious Goodwood. And the first race we're going to look at is the Richmond Stakes. It's a Group 2 contest for Colts and Geldings. And Real Scotsman is your current favourite at 11-8. We've then got Chateau at 3-1, El Carrara at 11-2, Marshman at 9s, Crispy Cat at 10s, and Bigger are the rest. I'll come to you here first, uh, Izzy. Real Scotsman, obviously... It's been very impressive so far. Um, but do we think he, he, he's, he's worth taking on here at 11 to 8? Yeah, I'm taking him on. I quite like Chateau. Um, Chateau beat Legend of Xanadu last time at Newbury in a Class 1 listed on Good to Firm. He was fourth to Little Big Bear and Rocket Rodney. And obviously, Rocket Rodney run today and it hasn't really franked that form. Um, but... We've got Buick on board, and he is a hot jockey at Goodwood. And you've also got Baldin on a 25% strike rate. So I quite like Chateau to take him on. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I think he might just be able to improve for this step up and trip. That win at Newbury was good last time. He met a little bit of traffic. And his fourth in the Windsor Castle as well reads quite well. That's pretty decent form in my book. And yeah, he's the way I'll be playing it as well. How about you, Katie? Are you making it a full house for Chateau, or are you going to side with something else? Yeah, full house for Chateau, actually. I think it was quite a tough one. There's a couple in the field. We've got Marshman and Arcara. They've only been seen once, both winning on debut and, and both showing a bit of greenness as well. So they're quite unexposed here. Uh, I think I'm favouring experience on the track. Uh, and although I'm a big fan of Crispy Cat, I do prefer him over five furlong. So I'm with Chateau. Um, the form has worked out pretty well from the Windsor Castle that Royal Ascot. As Izzy mentioned, you know, we've got Little Big Bear, Rocket Rodney, Eddie's Boy. They've all come out on one since. Um, so it's not too bad and I wouldn't be overly confident given the inexperience of the Colts and with them all being open to further progression but I would just side with Chateau here. Okay so it's a full house for Chateau I completely agree with you I just think um, his experience is key you've got to respect the newcomers but I just think they might find this a bit of a tough ask uh, at this stage of their career so all in agreement Chateau is in the 225 the next race we're going to look at is the three o'clock at goodwood it's the john pierce racing gordon stakes a group three contest normally a, a trial for the saint ledger and new london is your favorite after he got back to winning ways at newmarket last time in handicap company we then got the epson derby second with who yamao at 10 to 3 west wind blows at 11 to 2 Doville legend at 8 jack darcy 17 to 2 and bigger are the rest um i thought this was quite a tough race to work out obviously you have to respect the favorite katie but um do you think he, he he might 
just find this a bit tougher coming back into group company? I don't think it will be easy, but I am a big fan of the favourite, so I am with New London here. He has to prove that he stays over this trip, but I don't think it will be too much of a problem for him. I would have liked to have seen him take his chance in the derby, but Connections decided not to go to Epsom. Um, but early in the season, he was a bit inexperienced. He probably wouldn't have handled the track at Epsom as he didn't appear to handle it too well when he ran in the chest of ours. I think he has plenty of ability and in all three of his wins, he's looked very professional and he's looked like he stays on well over a mile and a quarter. So I think he'll give a better account of himself this time over a mile and a half and hopefully, yeah, he'll go in St. Ledger in September. Okay, so one vote on the board for New London. How about you, Izzy? Who are you signing with here? I'm sticking with Who You Mal. I think that... That run of being second in the derby, um, again, it's another one where, you know, Westover hasn't ranked the form and obviously we haven't seen Desert Crown. So I think it's a little bit difficult to know just how good perhaps who Yamal is. But, you know, it wasn't the ideal run. He did hit a tiny bit of traffic, um, but he picked up so well. You've also got, you know, George Bowie's in form. And I just think that actually... Looking at the price of New London, I'd, I'd quite like to take him on with who you mail. Like you say, New London has got to step back up um, in class. So it's just how he manages that. Okay, so one vote for the derby. Uh, Runner-up, Homo Yao. And um, Katie likes New London. I myself, I'll give a shout-out to Grand Alliance. I thought it was more like it last time when he was tried in a first-time visor in the King Edward the seventh stakes. I just uh, think uh, I think he might improve for that run. We saw uh, Charlie Fellows as well have a winner earlier in the week. The Arda in good form, and I just think he's going to appreciate uh, in time th th this test of stamina, uh, and I think the ground will be in his favour as well if it continues to dry out, and he, we know he can hand handle uh, these undulating tracks. So for me, at a bigger price, he's the way I was thinking, but plenty in here you can make a, a case for. So that's our thoughts then on the Gordon Stakes. We then go to the feature race on day three, which is the Qatar Nassau Stakes, a Group One contest. Nashua has actually been a little bit easy to back. She's still odds on. Um, she's ten to eleven. Um, she was shorter earlier in the day, but that's her price at the moment. We've then got Dream Loper at fives, Lilac Road at fives, Concert Hall at eights, Vilda Grace at elevens, and Bigger are the rest. Uh, Izzy, I come to you here first. Nashua, do we think she's going to be able to get the job done here? Yeah, I'm finding it quite hard to oppose her. I absolutely love the partnership that she's got with Holly Doyle. Um, <laughs> she was a good, she was a good bird to Tuesday. Um, I just think that that form does obviously seem to have gone to pot a little bit with pile drivers winning the King George. If you look at who's beat who, who's beat who, um, but she's by Frankel, and I think that she'll enjoy this at the grid. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I think she is the most likely one. I think this is her trip as well, and I just don't think she stayed uh, the mile and a half in the Oak. So Nashua for Izzy. And uh, Katie, are we in agreement again with Nashua? Yeah, I think Nashua is the likeliest winner. She also received the age allowance from the two main rivals in the market, which does give her the edge. But I don't think Lilac Road and Dream Loper will make it easy for her. I think they're both capable on their day. Um, and if they are in good form tomorrow, I don't think it will be as easy as the market does suggest. Um, but I'd also like to give a shout to Fontaine. He's quite a big price. Uh, she won a listed race last time out. She beat a couple, um, uh, well, she beat Brand Dam actually, who then went on to win a listed race ahead of Oscula and Heredia. 
uh, and she also has form with Cronell, who was third um, in the Ascot race run by Heredia. So I think she's a little bit overpriced and she could be one to run into the places. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you there. She was actually my outsider for the race as well. That form, like you say, from York doesn't look too bad, but she beat Grand Dame. Not seen her since, which could be a little bit of a negative, but she's already been back. She's now 22 from 33. So, yeah, one to maybe keep an eye on and see how the, the market reacts closer to the off. So that's our thoughts then on day three. We're now going to move to day four, where the next race on the card we're going to look at is the 225 on Friday. It's the Bonhams Thoroughbred Stakes. It's a group three contest, and the betting looks like this. Your favourite is Bayside Boy at 6-4. We then got Check and Challenge at 2-1. Berkshire Shadow at 3-1. Rachani at uh, 8. The German Raider. Sonny Liston at 22s and bigger are the rest. I thought this potentially looked a match on paper, um, KT, uh, between Bayside Boy and Check and Challenge. But um, who are you siding with? I'm sticking with Bayside Boy. I've been with him all season, so I don't think I can desert him now. I think he's been quite unlucky on a few occasions. Uh, and I think if he gets a bit of luck here, he'll be difficult to beat. Um, I do believe he has plenty of ability. He went on debut, then went on to beat a good field in a Group 2 Champagne Stakes at Doncaster. And he finished third in a Group 1 behind Luxembourg and Sissoko last October. I just don't think things have gone his way this year, but hopefully his luck will change. And I do think he's the best horse with the most potential in this field. Yeah, that's St. James's Palace. It's actually worked out not too badly. It was a bit of a funny race on the day. There wasn't much pace on. And yeah, maybe he's worth another shout. He was quite a progressive two-year-old. How about you, Izzy? Who are you going to side with uh, in the thoroughbred stakes? I fully agree with Katie. I was quite... I was at one point getting a little bit swayed by check and challenge, but my only slight worry by check and challenge is that it's just not enjoying perhaps turf as much as he does the all-weather um i know obviously he was second at sandown um and you have got william buick on board who i said earlier is one of those hot jockeys at goodwood so i might be eating my words here um but yeah i'm just not sure it's his ideal surface i think that bayside boy um like katie said that that bit of form of luxembourg i think that if you're looking at that that race at royal ascot at the st james's palace um obviously that that's pretty good form there with Caribus. so i know it's i think it's i would be i don't think i'd have looked at check and challenge if perhaps Caribus would have run today and we could have maybe kind of seen that form franked a little bit more but i'm gonna stick with bayside boy as well okay so bayside boy it is for the girls, Katie and Izzy. I'm just going to give a shout-out to Berkshire Shadow. I know he is the third favourite in the betting. But that form from um, Newmarket starting to work out quite well. Uh, he was behind Alafia, who uh, won a, a listed race at Pontefract very easily at the weekend. Um, he is actually not far off the highest rated. He's the second highest rated horse in the race. And then I just think Goodwood might be his track. He finished second here um, at Glorious Goodwood in the vintage stakes when he was just touched off as a 13-8 to favourite. Proved one of the Coventry as a two-year-old. I just think there could be a little bit more to come from him. And we've seen Andrew Bolden already amongst the winners early in the week. So he's the way I was thinking. But yeah, I think it is between the front three in the market. So two votes for Bayside Boy and I'll go for Berkshire Shadow. Okay, the next race we're going to look at is the three o'clock at Goodwood. It's a competitive handicap, one of the feature handicaps of the week. It's the Coral Golden Mile 
A Noble Dynasty is your favourite for Godolphin at 7 2. We then got Shining uh, Blue, his other Godolphin rival for Saigon Sora at 5 1. Jimi Hendrix at 7. Sinjari at 8. Saliums at uh, 8 1. Monsib at 9. Rebel Territory at 11. And bigger are the rest. Izzy, I come to you here first. Um, quite a few in here that have got good chances on paper, but uh, who are you going to nail colours to? I'm sticking with Jimi Hendrix. I've been on him his past few runs. He's obviously for Ralph Beckett, who is in pretty decent form of late. But if you look at Jimi Hendrix's form, um, he's never been out of the places this season, which is excellent. You've obviously got Rob Hornby on board as well. He's riding out of his skin, built a really good relationship um with this horse and just one that i think i'm quite happy to stick with quite a nice price i think at 15 to 2 so that's 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 the one for me okay so Jimi hendrix the three-year-old it is for izzy and how about you katie did you have one uh, a bigger price for the listeners i found the race quite tough when looking at the card actually there's a few that i like in it um i think shining blue is a great chance he's unbeaten lightly raced only made his debut in May, and that was at Leicester, and I was really taken by him there. He made light work of the opposition, and he looked really talented. So he's the one I go for, but it's so competitive. I think once a sib has a shout, Lou for you is another who's been performing well and knocking at the door. Um, but I'm also interested in the first reserve, lawful command. Uh, if he was to get in, I'd be looking to back him each way. Uh, he's a course and distance winner and will carry a low weight, so he could be dangerous. Okay, so a couple of interesting ones there from Katie. I myself liked a couple in here as well. The first one is Uzo. I thought that was a cracking run at Sandown behind Sanjari and Check and Challenge. Ultimately, probably uh, his track is Sandown, but he's definitely one, I think, to keep an eye on, and he has a big race in him. And the other one I liked um, at a slightly bigger price in this race was Roscolin, previous course winner, Harry Davis uh, claiming the handy five pounds off the horse's back, ran a good race a couple of starts ago at, uh, at Ascot in the Buckingham Palace's stakes. I just think that Goodwood could be his track. Like I say he's a previous course winner. He does have a wide draw to over, he'd overcome, but for me, I, I thought he was worth chancing maybe each way at the prices with some extra places on offer. So yeah, that's my thoughts on the race. But yeah, very competitive and a tough one to find the winner. Okay, the next race we're going to look at is the feature on um, Friday. It is the King George Qatar Stakes. It's a Group 2 contest, and Razel was your favourite at 72. We've then got Mibahi at 4s, Equilateral at 5s, Lazuli at 6s, Cardem at 13-2, and Bigger R the rest um not a real standout i thought this year katie in this race um but did you have one that you were quite keen on i don't have a particularly strong fancy if i'm honest um i think it's quite difficult to split the top two in the market rosal and mcbahi uh, and it's quite an open field at the prices i'd probably take a chance on Aquam express each way um in hoping that he can back up his royal ascot performance with another good run he finished third there at big odds in the king's stand there was a few good lengths behind Nature Strip, who just blew everyone away. But he wasn't too far behind the runner-up Twilight Falls and did finish ahead of some speedy types. So I was quite impressed by that. He is also a winner over course and distance. That was a couple of years back in lesser company, but he's come on plenty since. And uh, I'm hoping he can put in a good performance. Okay, so Katie thinks Ackland Express can be there or thereabouts for Nigel Tinkler. And how about you, Izzy? Um, who do you like in the King George Qatar Stakes? I'm going for Cardem. Um, so he has won at Goodwood before. That was 
quite a while back. That was in 2019. Um, and if you look at his last new market run, he did kind of get the jump. And, um, you know, I think that if I'm honest, he probably will try to make all again, although I think it might be a little bit more difficult against this field. I think Ryan Moore is quite an interesting jockey booking. Um, new market, I think it was Buick on board. Um, so he's switched up his jockeys a little bit this time. And But looking back through, you know, some of his previous form, it does seem that he shows his best on surfaces that are good to firm or have good firm in the description. So that's why I'm leaning so much towards Cardem, because I think if you looked at his race before his last, um, the runs at Maidan that didn't really kind of show his best form that was on a good surface and then the minute you got that good firm in places in the description at Newmarket he almost seemed a different horse um and if you then go back to the good to firm at Newmarket before that the August before um again he seems almost a different horse so I'm just wondering if that good to firm in the going is what really brings out his best best performances yeah Cardam he is a really interesting horse he's he's a bit of a lunatic I think he He's one of those horses that can either chuck in a stinker or he's absolutely on it. And when he is on it, uh, he's really tough to beat. Uh, won the Stewards Cup here, like you say, uh, back in 2019 when it was a three-year-olds. And Ryan Moore is an interesting jockey booking. So, yeah, he's got an interesting chance there. The only thing I would say is Charlie Hill's the yard hadn't been necessarily in the best form. But um, sometimes that's not everybody's cup of tea. And they just back the horse on the profile and not look at the yard form. So, yeah, um He's definitely got a good chance on paper. The one I'll give a shout out to uh, is Existent. I just thought if they go an absolute burn up pace here, which they could, he might just run on quite strongly in the end. He always does his best work late on. And they might just set up for a closer. He's got some good form from earlier in the season. He actually finished second behind Cardin when he was only fit, uh, beaten by a neck. That's pretty decent form. And I just thought at 16 to 1, he was a bit overpriced there and he could be one to maybe back each way. So, yeah, uh, quite a tricky puzzle that King George. But, yeah, hopefully we've pointed you in the direction of the winner there. OK, so the next race we're going to look at is the 410. Um, it's the Lomorans, Le uh, Queen Plates, Glorious Stakes. And your favourite is Rebels Romance here at 7 to 4. We've then got Regal Reality at 11 to 2, Global Storm at 6s, Fancy Man at 15 to 2, uh, John Leeper at 8s, and Bigger are the rest. Uh, quite a tricky puzzle, I thought, this one, Izzy. Um, did you have any strong opinions on this race? No. I found this the hardest of all of them to look at, to be honest. Even even harder than one we've got coming up on the Saturday where we haven't even got the declared runners yet. I just feel like there's so many that are in with a chance. Um, it's one of those races you, you just could do your brains on. I think on paper, Rebel Romance seems to be you know the worthy favourite, but You've got horses in here like John Leeper, who on his day, if he switches it on, um, I think could be really dangerous. And the same with Max Vega. So I've, I'm keeping my powder dry, if I'm honest, because I just don't want to get drawn into betting about three or four of these. Yeah, exactly. There's there's not too much, I think, between quite a few of these. And yeah, if you don't want to have a bet in it, you don't have to bet in every race. So that's Izzy's thoughts on the race. And how about you, uh, Katie? I know you're quite a big fan of John Leeper. Do you think this could be his day? Well, I'm hoping so. I am going to stick with him. Um, as we spoke about Bayside Ball earlier on, he's one that I've been backing off from this season. And John Leeper is the same. I, he's just not been guessing there, really. But he has been running well. And I do think there's a big win to come from him still. 
Um, there'll surely be a stronger pace on here. Last time out, he ran in a three-runner tactical race that just didn't seem to suit him. But on his previous run, he finished well, running on. And I was quite taken by his run at Chester in May too. He finished fourth in a group three there. But again, he was staying on well and he was a bit unlucky in running. Tom McBon takes the ride and he drops back in trip. Um, I think he definitely has each way claims. If he's good enough to win, uh, I'm not entirely sure. But as Izzy said, you know, when he does turn it on, he can be dangerous. And as I said, I do think he has a win in him. And I'm hoping, yeah, he can do well and, and put in another good performance and, and hopefully just get his nose in front. OK, so it's John Nieper for Katie. I'll give uh, Turn here a good mention. I thought Regal Reality was interesting, was a really classy horse in his day, was able to make a, a, the frame in the Eclipse quite a, a few years ago. He's never just been able to live up to those expectations. He's Since he's been gelded, he, he's always been there or thereabouts, throwing up a, a big win um, at least once a year. I thought his run at Sandown wasn't too bad last time out. He finished second, uh, catching the eye. Maybe the step-up and trip might find him out, but I thought he was worth a great price. And the other one I'll give a mention to is the outsider, Desert Encounter. Previous winner of this race, probably just needed the run last time out at... Um, at Newbury uh, in the Stevenson Stakes there. I just think if he steps up uh, in trip here like he is, I just think it might bring him back. I mean, he is a 10-year-old, but you can't discount him. And uh, he, he, I thought he could go well at a price. So, yeah, that's uh, that's our thoughts then on the Glory Stakes. We're now going to move on to Saturday now, where we're looking at two of the main races on the card there at Goodwood. The first one of them is going to be the 245. It's the Qatar Lily Langtree Stakes. And Cela Rosa is your current favourite at 3-2. We then got Emily Dickerson at 5-2, Princess Zoe at 4s, Yes Yes at 5s, Glenati at 9s and bigger are the rest. Should say at the time recording we don't know the full field so some of these runners could change. Um, come to you here first Katie, did you have a strong opinion in this race? Yes actually I'm quite keen on Emily Dickinson. I've enjoyed watching her run this season, she's been improving and she seemed to suit the step up and trip when she was just held at Leopardstown in the group 3 earlier this month. That was over the same trip here, one mile six, and she was well back that day too, beaten by the tough Philly Boscarbury and just narrowly too. So she wasn't, you know, she gave a good account of herself there. She then dropped back in trip over a mile and a half in the Irish Oaks. She finished fourth, but again, she stayed on well, um, and it looks like, you know, an extra couple of furlongs were needed. So I think there's more to come from her. She's got a lovely pedigree. She's by Dubawi, out of Montrumer, Chiquita, uh, who won the Irish Oaks in 2013. Um, she just really excites me and she gets the age allowance too. So, yeah, it's Emily Dickinson for me. Okay, Emily Dickinson it is for Katie. And Izzy, uh, I know we don't have the full field yet, but was there one your eye was drawn to? Yeah, I quite like the look of Emily Dickinson as well, but I'm also um, quite drawn to Cela Rosa. Um, I think if you're just looking at, you know, Cela Rosa, she's stepping up in trip a little bit, um, but she's never been out of the places. And, you know, just that level of consistency is what's kind of swinging it for me. But I'm I'm the same as Katie. I'm quite interested in Emily Dickinson. I just didn't, I couldn't see a jockey booking yet. Um, I'm sure she will be going, but yeah, just because she hasn't got a jockey booking, I'm a little bit cautious. Yeah, maybe one to hold the powder on. The Bally Doyle are always famous. I don't declare until the declarations are actually on the board. So, yeah, it's unlikely they are going to put up Ryan Moore 
until they know she's going. But yeah, Emily Dickinson, she's got that form from the Irish. Like, the only thing I would say about it, she always looks a little bit tripless. Just don't know what her best trip is, but maybe the return to this longer distance when she finished second at Leopardstown in the penultimate start could see uh, a bit more improvement from her. The one I'll give a shout out to is Yes Yes. Rob Hornby is already jocked up at the time recording. She was a, a really improving filly last year. Her progress stalled when she went for the pre Dorolio on arc day just think the soft ground went against her i just think she prefers um rattling fast ground she won at chester last year listed race her form behind free wind as well in the park hill doesn't look too bad and if she has trained on i thought she's definitely one to keep an eye on so that's our thoughts then on the lily Langtree. we then go to the coral stewards cup um we don't again like i say know the full declarations for this race uh the race will split in two as well there will be a consolation race um, so it's, it's worth maybe keeping your powder dry uh, until we get the full fields. But we'll have a go anyway and try and uh, give you our shortlist for the race. Um, Izzy, I'll come to you here first. Very competitive race. When the dealing done is your favourite. We then got Mr. Wagger at 9, Zimba Park at 10s, Grand Bastard at 11s. Plenty in here of chances. Uh, who made your shortlist? Mr. Wagyu made my shortlist. I absolutely love Mr. Wagyu. I know he's becoming quite a popular horse in training now as well. Um, I think his run at Epsom and the Curra both were very, very good. I think, you know, even looking at his run at Ascot, where I think he was fourth, um, it was another. It was still another good run. I think he's got another one in him. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Mr. Wagyu. He's... He's the only one on my shortlist, um, so I'm probably just going to stick with him. Okay. Um, Izzy's going to keep it nice and simple then. Mr. Wagyu in the Stewards' Cup. He's already got Jason Hart, but um, yeah, should be no problems with him getting in the race. He's fifth in the in the weight. So, yeah, uh, definitely has obvious claims on paper. And how about you, Katie? Uh, who did you like in the Stewards? There's a few that I had a look at, actually. Um, whether or not they go is another thing, but... In the park, probably has as good a chance as any. He completed a hat trick of wins last time out in a big field in the Buckingham Palace Stakes. He's going to hit four pounds for that, but I think he's still running off a workable mark, so he'll surely be in with a chance. I think Lisa Levi is another with a couple of wins, but he's been given quite a considerable raise by the handicapper, uh, and I'm not sure if he'll get into this race. Comanche falls two pounds higher than when he won last year on soft. He's probably in with a chance again, but I'd love to see Ropey Guest. Um, run. He's been a good horse this season, very consistent, and I've grown to like him a lot. So if he does get in, I'd love to see him win. Okay, Ropey Guest then for Katie. Yeah, plenty of chances that you can give in, uh, give here. I I did um, talk at work. I'm, I'm not just after timing, but I was talking to one of the guys at work the other day with uh, When the Dealing's Done. I said at the time he was 16 to 1. I thought, oh, he'd have a good chance in the race, but I didn't think he'd go off a uh, favourite. He's currently 8-1, I think he's been laid out for the race. It was an eye-catching run at Ascot last time when he finished 7th. Didn't get the clearest to passages that day. He is a previous course winner. He's got that um, that uh, progressive profile, and I just think he's been targeted at this race. And it's interesting that Neil Callan um, keeps the ride. The other one you have to give a mention to is Summergand as well. Previous winner of this race a couple of years ago. Always runs some kind of race in these big field handicaps. He'll probably be arriving late on the scene. He likes the hold-up tactics, and he's another one that was on my shortlist. But yeah, probably not going to go um, too heavy into it until we get the draw and the final field. So that's our thoughts then 
on the Stewards Cup. So before we sign off, let's uh, see uh, if the girls have got anything else um, for the rest of the remaining three days of Goodwood they'd like the chances of. I'll come to you first, Izzy. Is there anything else the listeners should be aware of that you quite like? Yeah, I've got one that I quite like for tomorrow in the 410. Um, I'm looking at Far Shot who is for the Gosden team. We've got Tom Marquand on board, which is quite interesting. He takes over from Robert Havlin. Um, Robert, Robert Havlin rode him last time at Ascot when he was beaten the neck and he encountered quite a bit of trouble in running. So I do wonder whether that is a little bit of a been dropped off situation. Um, but I think, you know, he did seem quite unlucky at Ascot um, at the start of this month. So I'd quite like to see him come out here and... Um, you know, he's got he's been put up four pounds for that run, but I think he, he should I think he should rise to the occasion. Okay, Izzy quite likes one then in the nursery, the four ten at Goodwood. And anything from you, Katie? I, I know you said um off air you had a couple for the listeners. Yeah, I like a couple in the opener tomorrow in the one fifty handicap. I think Warren's point has a good chance of winning. Um I think he'll maybe get a better pace this time. Natural world could lead him into the race and set it up for him. Um, so he's, yeah, I think from a win angle, he'll be the one that I'll have a look at. Um, but I also think White Feathers Hall could outrun his odds to make the frame for a Johnson Yard that always targets his meeting and, and yeah, he could probably run well. Yeah, they've got a good record in that race. I remember they won it back in 2018 with a horse called Communicate who went on to be a Group 2 winner, and they also as well won the race uh, last year with a horse called Quayada, I think. So, yeah, the Johnsons are to uh, be feared at Goodwood. I've just got one tomorrow. It's actually in the same race that Izzy was uh, um, Izzy selection far shot in. I really like Seductive Power. I think he could be thrown in here off a mark of 84. His run at Newbury worked out pretty well last time out. The 5th and the 8th have gone on to win decent maidens since. Richard Hannon's got a good record in this race. He likes to bring some of these uh, two-year-olds along through nurseries. And I think drawing the stall two tomorrow, get a good posse. I think he could be uh, quite hard to beat and uh, I quite like his chances. But um, yeah, that was my thoughts um, for the remainder of Goodwood. So that's it uh, for this episode. Thanks again to Izzy and Katie for giving up their time. Hopefully we found you a few listeners, a few winners, I should say, at Glorious Goodwood this week. Remember to follow us on the social platforms where we're available on Instagram, on Twitter, at In The Saddle Pod. Also as well, subscribe to us on the, all the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify and SoundCloud. But thanks again. Please gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you guys soon.